Hey guys, welcome to another Guitar Wank podcast. Am and I here? You are, you're there. You're over there and Scott's right there. Bruce, welcome. It feels like I live here now. It does, right? You've been here a lot. I know. Scott? Hi, Troy. How are you today? <laughs> Fucking hell. Scott, I'm glad you shaved. <laughs> Thanks. I wanted to look my best for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm oh wearing my, my best big dog t-shirt, I know, too. I know. Like the best one that I have. Is this like the, the least the, the, stained? The, the, come on. Truth, truth be told, that's the only one you have. You just wear that every day, right? <laughs> ah, you discovered my secret. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, what have you guys been up to? Give us an update of what's going on in Scott and Bruce's world. Who's going first? He wants me to go first. I think he, nothing's happened in his world. <laughs> you got that right. Okay, in my world, I've been busier than a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest. I've, I hit a big streak here. I've, I've got school going. Got my great students. We're rushing towards the end of the semester. Everybody's got their recital projects, and we've got uh, juries coming. It's, it's a really active time. I've uh, been playing some cool gigs around town. I am reading my novel here in the studio, and we're going to put out an audiobook of it very soon, so I'm excited about that project. I'm leaving town. I'm doing the Next Generation Jazz Festival in Monterey for the Monterey Jazz Festival this weekend. I'm gigging tonight with an organ trio. It's just been a hot streak, and I'm really having a good time playing right now, so that makes it even better. Wow. Scott. Well, yesterday I did my laundry, <laughs> and then the day before that, I vacuumed the house. And, oh, uh, I saw that, right? <laughs> yeah. He, everybody, I put that on YouTube because I thought people would might want to see it. Yeah, you know, I mean, for those of you who don't watch, Scott it really uh, changed my life. In terms of gear, you know, I look to Scott as a guru for that. And uh, he, he's really changed my whole philosophy about house cleaning. He uses a shop vac. <laughs> and I just realized how I have been using basically like a polytone when I could have had a Marshall stack, you yeah. know, in terms of yeah. vacuuming my house. So I'm totally, um, in my next break, I'm going down to like Home Depot, Depot or, or Orchard bucks. just I got to the buy same a shop one. vac. 44 bucks, man. And they have so much more suction than a home vacuum. They do suck. And, they, and the compression yeah. on those is amazing. Amazing, man. The tone it yeah, makes tone. as oh, it's man. purring along, man. man. And, and that so sound awesome. when it scurries across the floor. I love that. Yeah, I love it too. So that's basically what I've been doing. That's what you've been just yeah. sucking. Mm-hmm, sucking. Yeah, Made a whole uh, career know, out of that. Yeah, well, really, me too. So. Oh, <laughs> awesome. We had, um, it was so fantastic last week, and people probably already heard it, but if you haven't, Albert Lee we had here on the couch, that was Badass. Right, I helped him out. It was he was having some psychological problems. Right, we put I, him on the couch. You know, I, I, yeah, you know, I went to this one psychologist, and they said I had to get in touch with my feminine side. Was the whole thing. And after about three thousand dollars, I found out I was a bitch. <laughs> that's that's good. You know, I my psychiatrist moved, so I had to go to a new guy. Right. And so I went to him, and I said, first thing I said is just said, Doc. I'm having a hard time making friends, you fucking cocksucker. <laughs> anyway. Uh, and to okay. all our lady guitarists out there, thank you for joining us. Give <laughs> yeah. me for our lady guitarist. <laughs> lady guitarist. I saw, I did see one on there. Actually, I do have a tour coming up, and um, I'm going to be in Italy, playing in Italy through... Um, April 18th or 19th for about a week and a half. Then I'm going to Poland to play 13 gigs. Damn. And uh, back to Italy to do some workshops. And then I'm gone for about a month. So, so I have some work coming up. So I'm not totally, completely useless. <laughs> I do have a little bit of work coming. <laughs> well, that's good. And for those of you wondering how the logistics of this work with me and Scott both going on the road, we actually get together and... We do numerous podcasts when we get together. So we, so for those of you, if, if we start to mention things like Nixon resigned or Kennedy was shot, you'll understand why. <laughs> Fantastic. Yep. Well, I Fantastic. Love that. Um, we're going to thank our amazing sponsors who have just been incredible through this whole process. 
Right. Well, first of all, I shout out to Morton Stove who hooked us up with Sennheiser, because now uh, I know that we were getting some complaints about the audio of the early ones, just from us not being it's on mic podcast. or not having it all together. And so that's basically your and, fault, Troy. Yeah, <laughs> I'll know. take full responsibility. Oh, okay, yeah, right. I can see it. I can see it. Yeah, you know, it's apparently a you have to. Do it, it is right. your studio, <laughs> yeah. after all. Anyways, but um, I'm, I'm working on podcasts. I'm going to work up to albums later on. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, and so maybe typewriter repair, and then, uh, but we're. But we do have some of those early ones in the bank, and you may be hearing them while Scott's off in Poland or um, in, you know, Bakersfield. <laughs> in Bakersfield. So, Sennheiser, thank you so much. Thank also, you for these also, mics. Also, uh, Dear Dario, Jim Dumlop. Who else we got? Sir. Sir, thank sir you, guitars, sir. Fishman. Pedals, Fishman. Fishman. Exotic pedals. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wireworld cables. Wireworld cables. Uh, Two notes for our competition. If you don't know, Scott, tell everyone about the competition. Well, the competition is that you take a picture of yourself wearing a guitar wank t-shirt, and it has to be funny. Or a mug. Or a mug. And, you know, like I've said many times before, if you would rather let your hot wife or hot girlfriend (laughs) do it instead of you, this is even better. This is better. We're going to judge the best one, and then all those prizes you win, and... Are this, is it going to be just one winner or multiple no, no, winners? Oh, multiple. Multiple winners. Multiple okay, prizes. great. Well, what I'm going to do this week is I'm hitting up all my sponsors to send me that stuff to my house, and I will have it ready to mail as soon as uh, we have a winner. But some great prizes. So it's a fun contest. Right, and the, the, the contest will end the end of June. Is that what we decided? I think we're looking the at the end of June. June. Yeah. The end of June. Okay, so we, so you guys, thank you. And the way you do it, you can just post the, the uh, picture right on our Facebook page. Or send it to guitarwank at gmail.com. Right. And we will eventually get around to this. This is sort of like a mini contest that I personally want to do. Is I want to take, uh, I want to upload the pictures of my dog Standers. Ruby's standers, which are the poops that stand straight up. Because I have pictures of about five of them, and on each stander you can spot a religious face. I don't know who it is, which saint or religious figure it is, but you can always spot a religious face on the stander, and I want the audience to see it. And maybe we can have a thing where they send send the picture back with a little outlined you know, pencil in red, like outlined where they see the face, because of course people might see the face in a different place. So I think this is an important and thing what, to what, do. What is the prize you're going to offer for this? Um, you get a free plane ticket to come and help me pick dog poop up on Sunday with my wow. dog. I hope wow. the person's in Australia. Wow, wow, that's, that's really quite a... We'll let, even give you your own scooper. Oh, wow. <clears throat> Yeah. Do, you, do you have an endorsement with the Scooper Company? I should have. You should talk to Pet. Company. I got to talk to Home Depot about that because no, that's where I buy my scoopers. Well, maybe you ought to talk to PetSmart. It seems like they'd be more. They don't aggressive. like me because Ruby shits in their store every time I take her there. <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't want to see me coming in. <laughs> okay. All right, that's a good competition. I like it. Yeah, that's great. We mentioned all our sponsors. You know, a lot of people are saying through the emails and the Facebook posts that they're listening to us while we're, they're driving or working out or walking the dog or, you know, having dinner with their missus, which is probably not a good idea. Not but smart. No. Not a good idea. <laughs> but we want to just let them know that we don't take any responsibility if something happens on their end because they're not concentrating on what they're doing. Oh, yes, of course. We, they can't li- sue we, us. We, I guess, yes, yeah, but listen at your own risk. Yeah. Of course, that's That's a a disclaimer. That's a good one. I'd like to say just, you know, I'm really thankful for all the people who like the podcast and who are turning other people on to it and forcing their friends to subscribe to it. I just really appreciate the support. And I know, you know, you're enjoying this and you're thinking to yourself, man, they're putting all this work into this thing and they're not getting any money. I'd sure like to help them. <laughs> and, you know, and for those people that feel that way. Shameless, would, completely shameless. I, I would just like to say to those people who feel that way, uh, Scott and I both have Music Masterclass videos, mymusicmasterclass.com. Scott has CDs out. I have CDs out. What's the uh, latest albums? My, uh, my latest album is The Book of Foreman. <laughs> And Love Scott's it. latest album is Vibe Station. 
And if it's an amazing record, and I think there's only about 220 days till Christmas, so consider that. Right. And Skype lessons are a possibility. Put our name in the hat if you know somebody who's promoting concerts. Anything like that. Just really your help getting us out to the world and turning people on the podcast. That is really what this is all about, creating a community and all of us supporting each other. Yeah, that's, that's great. Scott, you have anything to add to that? Uh, what he said, all press is good press. <laughs> so well, we, so we're, we're very happy when people, you know, turn their friends onto our music or, or anything like that, or the podcast. And we, of course, as Bruce mentioned, we like to support other players. That's why we're doing Wankopedia and, uh, you know, just trying to, to make the guitar community a safer place to live in. Wow, I'm voting for you. <laughs> Do I have your vote? Yeah, you have my vote. All right, that's fantastic. But we're gonna have to get you another T-shirt if you're gonna run <laughs> seriously. We sh we should get if the more people we get, we can get Obama here. Because he does do podcasts. Oh, yeah. maybe if he's not wasn't what, president, what, 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 he'd I have never more heard time. him play yeah. though. What? I never heard him play. No. What if he plays? Probably does. Michelle he does, does everything else. He does. He does do a lot of stuff. Also, I was going to bring up the fact that. Uh, um, you must be really important. Oh. Super I'd like important. to bring up the fact that the fact that means nothing. <laughs> if, if it's a fact, you don't have to say the fact <laughs> that. You just say well, it. There's something I was going to say. In when you wow. hear somebody say that, you know they're stalling. <laughs> the fact that, or they're trying to make bullshit into real things. That basically just turned into every, a big lull, Troy. When, Thanks. Whenever you hear somebody say the fact that, you know they're either trying to turn bullshit into gold, or they're stalling for time. Damn, i got to work on my shit better. You Super low. I can't fool the old guys. The old guys have got me. All right, first question. We're going to bring some questions oh, up okay. here. Okay, questions. From, uh, are these the email questions? These are okay, the email the questions. Okay. Okay. And yeah, then, and also let me just mention that, you know, I guess Doug sends me these emails from people Doug's that the listen other, to the... Our, um, our editor. Mm -hmm, and he sends me emails. I'm not much of a typer, and I don't really use email except pretty much for business and stuff. So I don't I would rather answer questions on the podcast than type out emails and I don't really have time for it. So if you don't get a reply from me to your emails or one of us, it's cuz we're waiting to answer your questions on the show. Oh, we're waiting. I think too totally. it's much totally. much more fun anyway to talk about yeah. it than type about it. And we really appreciate your yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. It, gives us, it keeps us from having these awful lulls we have. Yeah, it well, is. Well, I now remember I was going to say YouTube that's what YouTube. I, what the about fact it? is, we're on YouTube. What's YouTube? YouTube. You know that YouTube. YouTube. You mean the band? No, YouTube. The thing that I take all my videos off of. <laughs> oh, that. We're on YouTube. Oh, okay. You guys haven't seen it, I thought right? That, I thought that was CBS. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want me. Yeah. I pretty much took the worst pictures I could find of you guys and just put a collage on oh, it. Man, did you, you did you do that software where you morph like my face on the Scott and Scott's face on <laughs> I you? had Scott's face on your bum and vice oh, yeah, versa. It was fantastic. I want a Ruby standards too, I'm sure. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> my right. face isn't religious enough to put on one of Ruby standards. Well you know maybe there's famous <laughs> guitar players on Busters. <laughs> oh there's Jimmy Page. Oh there's Eric Clapton. <laughs> I, They're Segovia. <laughs> I, you, you guys didn't say that either, that I said that we're getting Jimmy Page and Eric Clapton. Yeah, I was in one of your April Fool's things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was kind of... Okay. Not many was, people really bit on that no, one. No, no, it, it was... But, I mean, people had said much weirder shit. I mean, April Fool's Day is kind of, you know... Yeah. Not a good day to do that. You should say that on another day. Well, you know... The whole point was that to would be hopefully be true, didn't, didn't and work. you know, we who knows? You know, I'm sure they're sing, sitting there listening to this right now, going, "Yeah, that's." Well, like I heard Paige chimes in. Yeah. <laughs> well, it would be great to have him. That's Paige. for sure. I would have a million questions for him. That's for damn sure. I want to just I want to get Richie Blackmore so see Scott when he's pants. Oh my God, but, that but, would be amazing. And it, it was really great uh, the interview with uh, Albert Lee, which we'll we'll put up on the site. Well, it's you probably know, already up. What? It's probably already up. You've already when this put it comes up? out. No, when this one comes oh, out. Oh, by the time this is out, it'll already be up. Yes. yes. Okay. And he talked about there was oh, a time like so cool. early. This is really cool. Like in England, basically when he was playing in bands, you know, we're talking way pre-Beatles and stuff. 
he was playing, and all the bands used to just plug into the same amp. Two guitars and a bass player and a singer would just all go through one big amp. <laughs> That's how they played their gigs. And after he'd worked a lot and he'd you know, made some money, he went to the music store and he got himself his own rig. And he got a, a Les Paul. He got a Les Paul and he got uh, a Supro, like a 15-inch Supro. Mm-hmm. And like he was the guy in London that had a sound because everybody else was just basically cluster right into into one big vox amp or whatever <laughs> and the poor amp was just you know you know and he here he was he had his own amp and his own guitar and this little kid named Jimmy Page heard it and liked it so much that he went and bought a Les Paul and a Supro wow how badass is that is that, that I mean cool. to sit on the couch next to that when that's that story so cool, was cool so that was, it was Albert's Albert, okay, that's you. amazing, man. That's right? incredible. That's cool. Really, really yeah. cool. What a great guy. He was such yeah. a cool guy to talk to. Yeah. By the way, um, um, Richie Blackmore is actually on the cover of Guitar Player Magazine this month. Did- and he's returning to rock. I guess, you know, he's been doing this thing, this kind of like medieval sounding kind of acoustic <laughs> right? thing for a long time, right? right? Which I hate to make fun of because it's what he... It's, if he likes it, great. I, I don't really like that that kind of stuff that much. And it sort of actually reminds me of Spinal Tap a little bit. <laughs> but, well, that's weird but, because, you know, being a jazz player, I always thought my music was old, but I guess like medieval yeah, and medieval jazz, that's a little older. That's older than the shit you play. <laughs> so, anyway, he's returning to rock, and I don't really know what, what he's doing because I haven't read the article yet, but I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to reading it. I just haven't had time to read it yet. But it be interesting to see what he does yeah. after all this time. How old is he? Well, geez, he's, I don't know. He's got to be 70 by now, right? Easy, right? So um, it just be, it'll just be interesting to see what he does after all this time. You know, if his tone is the same as it used to be, he's probably, of course, playing through different gear by now. Or maybe he's still using the Ingle right. amps that he was with Rainbow. Um, I don't know. I'm just interested. I want to see what he, what, he, what he comes up with. That'll we be should, a, that'll be a record I'll buy for sure. When we it, should get him on the couch. That would be great, man. Wouldn't I'd have a million cool? questions for him too. I'd love to hear that. Everybody does, but he's one of those guys that never really talked about his tone very much. Right. And of course, everybody wants to know what he was doing to get that tone, but he doesn't. He's not one of those guys that shared a lot of secrets. And uh, man, it would be fun just to have him. Just to pick his brain, Mr. Blackmore. If you're out there, we challenge. Please, challenge. please come and be on our okay. podcast. Yeah, come and be on our podcast. Please, and, it's and a share. challenge. We Maybe before you. he, you know, before he goes to the next world, he will take hey, the time out. It's not nice to say about people. I don't, I don't like, I, I noticed that like, you know, I start hearing shit like that now that I get to this age. Yeah, before you get to the next one, your bucket list. Does a 20-year-old ever talk about that? Does a 40-year-old ever talk about it? No, they're just, No, they get to be our age. It's like, like, before you yeah. get to, when you die, what are they going to want them to say about you? You know, it's like, I'm hanging out with these two guys. There's this doctor and this lawyer and me, and we're hanging out. And they're one, you know, they're kind of like geezers like me. And one, the doctor's going, well, you know, when I'm gone, I want to be laying there in a the casket. And I want them to say about me, he he was, you know, he was always a man who was willing to help people and, you know, and, and really worked hard and gave his all to keep people healthy and happy and vibrant, a true humanitarian. And then, you know, and the, and the lawyer goes, yeah, well, you know, when I'm laying there and they're looking at me, I want him to say, you know, he was never afraid to fight for the little guy, you know, really did everything right. He was a man of justice. And then they looked at me. You know, like what? And I'm like, well, when I'm laying there, I guess I'd like him to say, look, he's moving. (laughs) (laughs) That is a really good point. That's great. That reminds me of a Stephen Wright thing. I can't remember what it was, but it's about that out. I think where he said something like, you know, I went to my uncle's funeral and he's laying there. And it made me start thinking about my my TV remote. <laughs> I said, you know, if you don't have the battery in there, the right way doesn't do anything. So maybe the guy's just laying in the coffin the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's possible. Uh, I was actually I was listening to what the 
What the F podcast. Yeah. Was it Mike? Mark? Mark oh, I Maron? thought we weren't going to advertise other things that don't advertise us. Well, maybe he'll advertise. But he had... A C did a thing on Gary Chandling because Gary Chandling just yeah. passed. And oh, that's was, so sad, yeah, man, because I'm so, such a big Gary Chandling fan. He was so fan. badass. So he replayed one of the podcasts, and I was thinking, I'm like, wow, if one of us go, do I, or whoever's left, has to play the old podcast. one of the old podcasts in Memorial? Yeah, and, and we also goes. have to go to those delis down in Studio City and tell young people about when we were on the podcast <laughs> and like relive it, you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah. This one guy came up to me, asked me, he said, Bruce, where are you living now? I said, oh, mostly in the past. <laughs> I just wanted to remind you that you are listening to Guitar Wank Podcast. <laughs> and if you aren't enjoying it as much as I am, then you're not enjoying it. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I gotta say, I just. Is it just me or it just feels like every musician now is doing a podcast or a YouTube thing? Oh, of course they are. They've jumped on the bandwagon. Of course they are. Everybody, the more the merrier. The pool's fine. The pool is fine. I want everybody in it and then I'm going to throw a Fender Twin in there that's plugged in. It seems like a lot of people are doing it, but it's it's all yeah, good. It's, it's all okay. great stuff. They're, you know, best of luck to them. I hope they're making more than we are. <laughs> Did you guys see that video or that commercial for? It must be a beer commercial with Troy Aikman in it. Oh, the one where yeah, where he's living in the past. It's yeah, so right. awesome. His ringtone is <laughs> yeah, like him ring throwing t- a yeah. touchdown because pass. the guy recognizes him and goes, "Oh my God, you're Troy Aikman! Oh my God!" And he goes, "You know, I try not to live in the past, dude. You know." Then his phone rings and it's like. Touchdown, Aikman! Ah! And then he just looks at the guy and goes, I live in the past. <laughs> it's a great commercial. Yeah. It's kind of right. true of all of us. Well, 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 I watched your show on with uh, Tim and Pete. That was you great. Did. Yeah. It was really cool. It was fun, man. I love those guys. Those They're guys really great. nice cats and very informative. I learned some cool stuff from them. And, uh, you know, they're both studio wizards and yeah. get great tone and they're good musicians and really fun to hang with them. A lot of fun, a lot of fun. Um, yeah. first... no, there's, there's a show I'll never be on. <laughs> no, no, you know what? You could be. Really? They like you, man. Yeah, of course you could be on that show. Uh, yeah. What would they talk about, though? I don't know. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> You could talk about all the anti-gear. <laughs> <laughs> They'd go, so Bruce, uh, what's your rig like? And you'd go, uh, let's see. Got a guitar what you and got? an amp. What you got? <laughs> got a guitar. And I got a I Fender got a cable. amp. I got a cable. cable. <laughs> uh, you know, I got one of those. <laughs> I got a pick. <laughs> I reckon they, they put you on the video and uh, they just plug you into one of Tim's racks or something. <laughs> Let him go. Like, what are yeah. they going to do for the last other 39 and a half minutes? You know, it would be great to compare your gear to Tim's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you should see Tim's gear. Really? It's just like a wall of stuff. A million amps of rat, like, you know, like three refrigerator racks. You know, a pedal board that takes up this whole studio, right? And then Bruce comes in there with this Fender with a, Pro. With a, and with his, a purse, <laughs> you know. <laughs> It matches my shoes, though. <laughs> That'd be a great comparison. Hey, Tim, Tim, Pete, if you guys are listening, I think you should have Bruce on. I think it'll be a hilarious episode. Tim is awesome, man. Yeah, he's, he's so, so awesome, great and he's spy, played yeah. on so much stuff. Oh my god, if you look at his discography, it's, it's just amazing. Right? Oh my god, he's played with everybody. He, just so many, so many would it, people. If, much as Landau, guys like that, is Landau? I still- think if not, I don't really know. I, I can't tell you which one of the two <clears> guys is most recorded, but they've, it's got to be a close tie. I right. Mean, they're, they've both played with just on literally thousands of, of records. You yeah. Know, just ridiculous. Incredible careers, both those guys. And a really sweet guy. I remember going up to Tim years ago and asking him why he didn't have 
a reverb pedal or something. Oh, he wasn't using reverb or something. He was talking about delays and stuff. Mm -hmm. He was really cool. Mm -hmm. Really sweet guy, great guy, great player. Do you want a question? Sure. sure. Is that where we're taking it? Shoot. Or we can take it. All right, this was Chris Bozeman. And uh, Chris said, great podcast, which, well, we already uh, know that. Now we know his taste is in question. <laughs> <laughs> what gauge strings do you guys like and how picky are you about your guitars set up? Ooh. Ooh. Go ahead, Bruce. Well, uh, I use, uh, use kind of heavier gauge strings because I find that, like, a big part of my playing, obviously I play an archtop guitar, which is an acoustic instrument, and I like to have a lot of dynamic response from the box itself. That's, that's really the hallmark of jazz phrasing to me, is dynamic response, and I like something that responds quickly, so a heavier string is going to speak quicker and give me a bigger sound. I don't bend them, so I don't need them to. I don't bend them much, so I don't need really them to be that thin. So I I use the set that Dario has. It's the uh, EJ like twenty one. I think it goes from thirteen to fifty six, and then I take the thirteen and seventeen out of the set, and I put a fourteen and eighteen in on the top. And I right now that's what I'm using, and I'm liking them specifically because they speak quicker, and they give me a more true. Uh, articulate response, quicker response. And then um, setup, yeah, I like my guitar to play well. Uh, obviously, I need a certain amount of height of action to because it gives a better sound, and, and I'd like to have a lot of dynamic response, so I'll hit the strings kind of hard sometimes. So I need clearance, but I also want it to play true and in tune as possible and be playable because I do try to play a lot of hard stuff to do. So that's kind of, yeah, and I find that with heavier strings, you can get a straighter neck. You don't need as much relief in it, and you can have the action, <clears throat> you know, somewhere between high and low, and it works good. You, do you set your guitar up yourself? Yes. No, and I don't let myself because I know how anal I'd be and how, like, preoccupied I'd be and pretty much... But I'd, you'd catch me adjusting things between tunes if, uh. if I let myself do it. Now, if I put a new set of strings on, I like the tunomatic bridge on an L5. I do, even though a lot of purists prefer the ebony bridge for the woody sound. I like the clarity and the sustain I get from the tunomatic bridge and also the ability to, to alter the intonation really finely. So that I'll do every time I change the string. Okay, yep. But, I mean, in terms of adjusting the truss rod, you know, or, I mean, I'll adjust the action a little bit. if I Like when I go on the road, you know, humidity will make the action kind of vary a little bit. So, I mean, I'll, I don't have any problem doing that. But you, just you stretch, adjusting the neck, I don't do it. Stretch the strings in as well, each string? When, when, I, yeah, when I put them on, yeah, I kind of yeah. stretch them in and give them kind of a tug. Yeah, do, a that, bit. do that action again? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's not that's not really the action. I really for, that, I, don't I don't want know. that image in my mind. But no, Austra Australians <laughs> do it differently. I can't unsee that. That must have been the Australian way or something. I don't know. I don't know that you guys could go there with that motion. I don't know. Jesus Christ. This is like I guess wank, but you know. Well, it's I was talking wank. about guitar. Yeah. So Scott, save me here. Okay. Well, uh, amazingly. Uh, I have something in common with Bruce because I like my guitars to play well too. It's like why? I've known you all what? my life, man. It's amazing. This is the secret why you guys play so we good. We finally have something in common. <laughs> my God. Yeah, I like it to stay in tune and play well. God, what are the odds of that? But what's the point? I mean, with all that distortion, no one can tell. <laughs> <laughs> so seriously, what was the question? <laughs> Do you what gauge strings? Okay, tens. Just, just the regular Diadario tens. Di actually, I do use a different set. It's the the it's it's not EXL. It's EXLK, I believe. And well, it's the the only difference is that it's like a, a regular ten set. But what they do is they solder the winding down by the ball, you know, they solder that winding oh, wow. and that helps them to not break as much and keeps them in tune better. And they're especially made for guitars that have a, a, a tremolo arm. Right. Okay. Because they just, you know, you're rougher on the strings when you have a tremolo arm. So when you put a little bit of solder on the winding down there, it helps them not to break and stay in tune better. Wow, I didn't even know that. Yeah. But a regular set. Yeah, tin set with whatever those gauges are. Do you, do you set up your own guitar or not? Yeah, yeah, I do. Oh, you um, do? I know... 
pretty much everything about guitar setup. So I, I wouldn't want anybody else to do it because I know how to do it exactly like the way I like it. Yep. But I don't have to mess with it that much. Once you set it up, it's kind of done and right. I don't touch it for months and months and months. <clears throat> and then if I notice something weird, I adjust it. But you know, they're pretty solid guitars, the, the Sur guitars. The only thing that's not that dependable is the bridge. You know, of course, Fender bridges are problematic and, and uh, sometimes you change a string and the, and the little screws that hold the saddles will change and the saddles will drop down just a little bit and you'll mm -hmm. get a buzz and you go, wait a minute, and then you measure it. Because I like, my action is like one sixteenth from the bottom of the string to the last fret. Okay. So then that's normal. That's like a normal action. It's not really super low. It's not high. It's kind of medium action. And I'll get the ruler out and I go, oh my God, this, this string dropped <laughs> way down. Because when I change strings, the saddle just kind of, right. yeah. But so yeah. you have to adjust that every once in a while. But that's, that's about it. I noticed that the necks pretty much stay straight all year. And I think that's probably the weather here in California. We don't have those really rough humidity changes and temperature changes like the so the necks don't really even budge yeah. I, I don't think i've adjusted a truss rod in years mm -hmm. and they still are the same yeah and this is probably due to our good weather out here yeah also sir i mean they make great instruments but they have those necks that are what do they call them toasted they're roasted yeah toasted <laughs> is good though toasted they're neck. roasted <laughs> Well, it's the same thing. <laughs> Toasted neck. And does, yeah. that, does that add more stability? It does. It adds more stability because it takes all the moisture out of the neck. And I think they sound better, actually. I like the roasted oh, wow. necks. They sound really good. How, how long have you been with Sir for? Jeez, it's going on 15, 20 years, I guess. I mean, wow. when, when, he was, when he was with Fender, he made me my first guitar, which That's was a right. Strat, which yep. was a Fender Strat. And then when he quit Fender, I went with him and I was his first in Dorsey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the guitars are great. You don't have to adjust them that much. Right. W but what was the other... W there was another question in there um, that I maybe... No, it was just setup. That was it. Yeah, that's setup. it. That's it, yeah. Yeah. All right, awesome. Okay, Thanks, that, was, Chris. that was pretty good. Thank you, Chris. We, we shall continue? Yeah. Sure. You got His name was now. Chris, right? Yeah, that was Chris. This is Ed. I think Ed put up one of... We've had some great pictures, too, of people for the competition, which is great. But Ed is absolutely loving the show. He obviously... Hasn't got a lot going on. Thanks, Ed. He needs to get a life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, we're making his commute more enjoyable. So he's probably driving well, right where, now. Ed, where is your commute? I, I, well, I, don't I would know. love to know. I mean, now he's got a reason to eat. I think us Ed back. was the one with. Um... He di drives from Vancouver to San Diego. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> he's the one with the. I think Ed was the one with the t shirt. On the road hitchhiking? Oh, I could be wrong. Cool. Maybe I'm wrong. But anyway. Well, if he's hitchhiking during his commute, you know. <laughs> we did have a guy say he he binged on our podcast all in one session. That's not wow. healthy. That's, that is definitely not that healthy. That is amazing. Right? I mean, I understand Breaking Bad. I understand Breaking Bad or The Walking Dead or Game of Thrones, but not us. <laughs> I, can't, um, I couldn't even take the house of cards in one set. Maybe, maybe he should uh, seek some counseling or... Or maybe, actually, he needs to send us his address. I'm going to send him a present. G'day, guys. Hope you're enjoying this Guitar Wank podcast. Really appreciate all the support and all the feedback we're getting. Remember, guitarwank.com. Guitar Wank Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. I think that's it. I think that's all we got. And if we have others, then maybe you guys can find them or set them up. I don't know. Also, if you don't know about the Guitar Wank competition, I don't know where you've been, but this is the deal. Go to guitarwank.com, buy a t-shirt, buy a mug. Display that mug or t-shirt in any picture you want of you or your friend. Doesn't matter. Just make it funny. Make it interesting. Have some fun with it. The best pictures will be in the competition running for the following prizes. And I'm going to try and do this really quick. D'Addario guitar strings, Fishman triple play, Jim Dunlop guitar picks, mymusicmasterclass.com videos, Sir Guitar and Amps. They're going to throw in a fantastic guitar pedal. Wireworld Pro audio cables they're throwing in a high-end guitar cable exotic pedals 
They're going to throw in Scott's signature RC booster that they just released, and he'll be signing that again. And we also have two notes. They're going to throw in a bunch of those speaker cabinet simulator things that you can use in your programs for all the guys that do that kind of stuff. And also, we have a new one for the competition, a company called RiffMasterPro.com. These guys make a fantastic app that can be on your phone, your computer, your Android, your iPad, uh, desktop, all that kind of stuff. Basically, slows down music, speeds it up, changes the pitch, EQ it, all that kind of stuff. Everything you need to work out what Eddie Van Halen isn't playing, or is playing at top speed and you can't hear it, and you want to work it out. It's amazing. I think you can even take out the vocals a little bit as well. Really great product, and uh, we're going to be giving a bunch of those programs away as well. So, with all that said, if you enter the competition, your chances are pretty good on getting a prize, and you get a great product as well. So, uh, make sure you do that. Keep the comments coming on Facebook and email guitarwank at gmail.com. Really appreciate all the comments and feedback and the questions. And we're going to be answering a lot more questions during the show too because that seemed like it was a lot of fun. And we hope you are getting a lot out of it. And please, just keep the feedback and keep sharing the show. We're trying to build this as quickly as possible before Scott and uh, Bruce pass over. So... (laughs) I don't think they listen to the show. I think I can get away with that. Anyway, all right. Um, They're going to kick my ass. All right, back to the show. Thank you so much, guitarwank.com. One quick question, Scott. This is for Scott. We should just throw it to Bruce for shits and giggles. He Especially if it's about distortion pedals. Yeah, well, it's close. <laughs> he mentioned the sound of the Fender Hot Rod Deluxe was improved considerably when you replaced the stock speaker with the Celestian M65. Mm-hmm. He was just curious if he had any if he had any specific 10-inch speakers. Any what? That, that any specific 10-inch speakers that you liked in that. But those are 12s. There are 12s in there. Oh, he's saying the 4x10 model. Oh, he oh there's a 4x10 model. Yeah. No, you know what? I have to say that I, I know absolutely nothing about 10-inch speakers. Are you I used a 10-inch to, fan? Well, when I, when I did that album well to the bone, what I did, and I'm kind of sorry I did it because it sounds a little bit too much like an effect, right. was that I recorded some of the songs with, with a Marshall and 4x12 cabinet on the left right. and a Fender Bandmaster and a 4x10 cabinet on the right. And those were Kendrick Black Frame speakers and um mike turned me on to those mike landau and what what it sounds like you know i mean as we all know guitar is a mono instrument so what it sounds like sometimes is that when you're listening to some of the solos and some of the stuff that i did on that album i'm not saying it's not cool but but when you listen certain frequencies and certain notes come out stronger on the 412 and some come out stronger on the 410. Right. So it's like you're listening and you're going, okay, where's Scott? He's over here, now he's over here, now he's over here, now he's over here. You know, so it okay. sounds, it kind of pulls your ear to the left and the right. Wow. And it doesn't really sound that natural to mm-hmm. me. It doesn't sound like a real guitarist because that's just not the way a guitar sounds. It's a cool effect, mm-hmm. but in hindsight, I've never used it again, that effect again. And, and um, I just basically put the guitar here and one thing that I've learned is never put the guitar in the middle. If it's right in the middle, you get a weird kind of phasing thing between the speakers. It doesn't sound as fat. If you just move it slightly, tiny little bit to one or the other side, we're talking just maybe minus five or something, really just even a tiny amount, yep. just... the guitar sounds bigger wow. because it's it's louder in one speaker than the other. Right. Yeah. That's kind of cool. But, but that's the last time I used 10s, and I never really used them. Oh, you know what? Take that back. On the song, Well to the Bone, I did use only the 10 cabinet. And I remember when Mike Landau mixed the record, he pumped about 8 dB of 100K, in, I mean 100 hertz, into the speaker to give him some bass so that it would not sound so wimpy because all the other stuff was recorded with a 4x12 right. and sounded big. And I was going, how can you get away with pumping 8 dB 
of of anything. Yeah. And he said, well, if you've got a great EQ, you can get away with it because it sounds musical. And he had this really wonderful, expensive EQ. And he says, I do it all the time when I use tens. Wow. But that's the thing about tens. If you compare them to twelves, they're going to sound small. They do lack bass, mm-hmm. and they're going to sound. A, it's a you get a thicker mid, you get a, a fat mid range, but you get basically no bass. That's just one of the characteristics of tens. Okay. So so, but I don't know outside of the Kendrick Black frames. I have never used another ten inch speaker, so I'm really the wrong guy to ask. Okay. About tens. Maybe you you use tens sometimes, right or no? You only use 12s, right? <laughs> he's, he's asleep. Charlie Parker. Charlie Parker. Man, I've been listening to a lot of Charlie Parker lately. Man, what an incredible saxophone player. Did Charlie Parker play through a 10-inch? I'm sure he did. Bruce, what do you think about Charlie Parker playing through 10-inch speakers? Well, you know, I actually have an amp that I kind of like with 10-inch speakers. It sounds good to me. I like the 12s. I like 10s. I mean, I do like that there's a little bit less bottom in certain world and I get in a room that it's hugely bassy you know and boomy room thing again then yeah. I then I like uh I like I but I just generally I obviously prefer 12s because that's what I've got in my amp and when I kind of go out of my way to ask for an amp it's got 12s in it but hell I played an amp that had a six in it the other day and it made the gig you know and I, I it had a great enough sound to have fun playing music you know, I wouldn't take it back. Six-inch so. speaker. Six. There's this new Six. amp out. I'm just looking at how by, big that by is. This guy in, in, you know, yeah. Six there's inches. New, there's this amp, okay. That's about the width of my dick right there. <laughs> oh, wait, maybe that's the length. <laughs> yeah, that's the first, you know, the, you know, you know it's, 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 a, it's a drag the way your eyes go when you get older, too. Uh, <laughs> But uh, no, really, this is this is something everybody needs to know. There's this little amp that this guy in uh, in Colorado, his name is Peter Henriksen. He has like a jazz amp company. Peter, and, uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, and he's got an amp called the Bud, and it's it's. Well, can, can you just stop saying all these things? It no, has sexual it goes, it connotations. Goes, it goes with my Johnson guitar. Okay, I really like it that way. But uh, anyways, it's, this amp was a little six-inch speaker. It's like a purse. It weighs about 15 pounds, 18 pounds. I carried it in. I had this gig in this foyer, this big foyer, you know, that was super like a, like playing in an airplane hangar. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it has a little teeny tweeter in it, too. And it's got 200 watts. Wow. And it's got one of those inputs that you could be an XLR or a quarter inch, you know, those combo inputs they got now. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's got two channels. You could run a vocal through it. And I mean, I'm not talking, you know, and I'm not, I hope I'm not hurting Peter's feelings, you know, tone wise in a recording studio or in a really good room where you can hear everything. Of course, my pro reverb is going to well, yeah. kick its ass. But in terms of just playing the gig and being loud enough and having a good sound, and in that room, I'll be honest with you, it sounded just as good as my amp would have sounded because right. I've played my amp in rooms like that before because it was super focused and it's super, you know, punchy and it wouldn't spread out like my amp does, you know, and in a big cavern, you roll, 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 roll. So um, I'm very excited about this amp just for a couple reasons. One, I can play it on like, and then I went home and I stopped at a friend's gig just to have a taste before I went home and... They said, you want to sit in? You know, they had like five minutes to go. And I like grabbed this amp and plugged it in like I was pulling out a purse and played a <laughs> tune. And it was fun as shit. And I know I, was, I would never have played he keeps if I saying had purse. to move my amp. <laughs> Do you usually carry a purse around? No, no, no. But I'm thinking about it now because this one, like I say, it mar- matches my shoes. So uh, Make sure it's pink or light blue. <laughs> well, I'm sure he'll make one for you if it's in that, in that color. Maybe the same color as your Hot Rod Deluxe. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, God, you got me there. I, <laughs> okay. So, but, no, I mean, there is, a, there is a place for everything. And I always carry some sort of solid-state head around with me. Because I don't know, anybody who's got a tube amp knows there's sometimes where a power, amp, a power tube goes out or, so, you know, something happens. And, and, and I want to have, well, I've got the speakers, so if I've got a head, I can just... You know, and like just for the gig to get through it because I don't want to not play. Right. And this amp has that much power. I can 
always use it as a backup head, and I can use it as a small amp if, if the load-in or if the acoustics call for that. And it makes a great little amp for two people to plug into on a lesson without having to, you know, the schlep factor. Yeah. It's like, you know, I mean, come on, I'm 60 years old. I really don't need to carry that much weight around unless it's going, I'm going to use it. Yeah. Then, I'm, then I'm more than willing to do it because that's really the most important part about music is sound. Don't get me wrong. But it was a real exciting little thing, and I didn't mean to make this into, <laughs> into an advertisement for it. Boy, it sure sounds like one. <laughs> but, and, and frankly, I mean, I'm not, you know, I mean, on the right, Brian I'm, I'm not really nuts about the sound in a really good environment. I wouldn't choose to play it. I've got other amps I'd much rather play. Right. But in a lot of professional situations. environments and situations, I think it's great to have it. And, and it's, it's, I'm going to get one. He sent it to me just to show to all the students at school and everything, mm -hmm. and and I'm going to get one. Yep. Yeah. Where is that guy? Where where's where's where are those amps made? He's in made? Colorado, and he's a okay. real small thing. And his big basic thing was kind of making like polytone amps, only a, right. quite a bit more high quality, right. you know, in structure right. and and sound. They're a little different quality, uh -huh. but similar to polytone. That, yeah. And and that's what this does sound like. It reminds me of a lot of those polytone well, sounds. You know what? Your your scenario isn't really very different from mine. I don't use this for gigs usually, but anytime I do workshops, I have this little Korg Pandora. Uh -huh. And it's just like you can hold it in your hand. And they don't, unfortunately, they don't make it anymore. I've got one but, of them. Yeah, and it really has some nice sounds in it. Not the factory presets, unfortunately, but if you tweak it, which I've tweaked mine a lot, mm -hmm. you can make it sound pretty damn good. And that's what I use for composing because I don't want to burn out my tubes in my amp just to practice or write music. So I use the Pandora. Is That's what I play through at home. And when I go on workshops, I just plug it into the computer, play along with my tracks, and it sounds infinitely better than any crappy amp they would have at a, at a school for me to play through. Right. And then I don't have to go through tweaking some amp that I've never played through before. I just plug the Pandora right into the computer and uh -huh. play through the PA. Done. Right. And so, it's really and so I'm easy. And I'm using it as a backup, obviously. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I'm at the gig, and there I am. Like, this happened, what, two weeks ago at Guitar Night I played, and my, my amp just bought the farm as soon as I plugged it in. Mm. And somebody else actually had an amp for me to borrow but in the case that that wouldn't have been i could have gone out to my car and gotten this, sure. this head i have cool. now I, i'll be having this other one that also has its own little built-in speaker mm -hmm. too that i can plug the speakers in my you know mm -hmm. it's not again it's not my first choice sure perhaps but it's you know the show must go on sure. but i do have a question for you about tubes and i think i would like to open this up to everybody. I think we'll get a lot of input about this, but I've heard conflicting things about tubes. Now, pretty much everybody says, and, and, and this is universal, is when you turn them on, you turn the power amp on, it's on standby, and you let them warm up before yeah. you engage That's them. definitely true. That's definitely true. The turning off part. I've Doesn't heard, matter. I've heard some people say that what you want to do is you turn it off, but leave, I mean, you turn to standby and let, let the tubes cool down. Do everything you got to do while you're leaving, hanging out, whatever. Uh -huh. And the last thing you do, once the tubes are as cool as possible, you turn the amp off. That's okay. one thing I've heard people say. I've heard another person say, who's, a, who's an amp tech, who's worked on my amp, uh -huh. say, no, it's better to just turn it off while the standby, while, you're, while it's fully engaged. And then, because if you turn it on standby first, like energy sit, builds up in the capacitors and doesn't release or something. Well, I've and, always heard from John Sir and a million other guys that you just turn the thing off. Don't turn it standby off first. Just turn the amp off. Okay. It's cold. Okay. Now, turn what, if, off. what if, if you're walking away or you haven't got a set, you leave it on standby then and we'll oh, yeah. turn it off? Yeah, yeah you leave what? it on standby Wait. if you're going to come back and, and play, play more. Yeah. In fact, I always turn my amp on a half hour before I play. Right. Just so the tubes get it get what if you play? nice and warm. Yeah, I agree with that. I turn, yeah. Them, yeah. I turn them on as soon as possible and I leave them on the whole gig and the standby mm -hmm. is just engaged when I'm not playing. Right. That for sure. Yeah. But I'm talking at the very end of the night, like Roy says, just don't turn the standby on. Just turn the thing off. Mm -hmm. Let it go off. Then when you, before you turn it back on, you turn the standby yeah. on and you turn That's it That's what John says, too. Just turn it off. Oh, okay. Just turn okay. it off. But so I know I a need... lot of... I know some people who say you let the tubes cool down before you turn them off. Mm -hmm. I, well, I, let's have a big debate about it on, 
Um, I, I would love to hear, you know, people and why, you know, and I'd like to and I'd like to give a shout out to to Mark too, who Mark Van Gogh, yeah, who's who's this guy who he's done tech work for everyone, everyone, pretty he's, much. He had he was here the other day. He had Slash's amps, and he's you know, and Eddie Van Halen, Eddie Van Halen. He's, he's done all these guys. Anyways, he, I got him my amp after this last meltdown, and I'll tell you that pro sounds better than it. I can't remember it sounding any better than this. It's as good as it ever has. And, and even guys on the gigs have noticed. They said, wow, wow that's great. the amp is really... Van Gogh is the man. Yeah, so I want to thank him for his help. Did he put new tubes in it? Yeah. He retubed it. He yeah. retubed it with some special tubes, but he also did a, a couple of other things. He, mm-hmm. you know, he really went through it and voiced it. and It's just, it sounds great. I got to say, thank you. Awesome. Cool. All right, that's great. We covered a lot there. I think I learned a lot about sizes of all sorts of things. Size does matter. <laughs> Bruce. So, Bruce, who do we have in the guitar Wankopedia department? Well, I'd like to bring your attention to a guy named Ed Cherry. He's a great jazz guitar player. He was in Dizzy Gillespie's band for a lot of years. Wow. He does a lot of stuff around New York. Just a, a real, real swinging guy who just plays really beautifully and uh, makes every situation around him great. He's funky. He's got a bluesy sense to him that I really, uh, I think he's great. I think everybody, if they don't already know about him, they should check him out. His name is Ed Cherry. Ched, like Ed Cherry. The, like the fruit. Yeah, not to be confused with Buck Cherry. He's also called Big Ed because he's, he's a good two or three inches taller than me. Oh, wow, he's big. He's a big guy. Should have oh. been a basketball player, Ed. You'd have made more money. <laughs> you still could have played guitar afterwards. <laughs> awesome. All right, that was our uh, end of today's show. Any tips for the viewers out there? Please, nothing sexual. And he's not even Jewish. Ha, ha, ha.